Listener Production. How did the market react to today's inflation data? And what are the implications for the next interest rate decision? Good afternoon, I'm Laura. I'm Craig. It's Wednesday, the 28th of June. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Craig, before we get stuck into all the exciting revelations on the share market today, it's the final day of you doing the podcast. You'll be taking a much-deserved break and also doing some economic presentations. Yes, I head up to Darwin for a breakfast and lunch presentation for a week from today. So I have a bit of leave so I can get myself ready for that uh, new (laughs) challenge. Yes, you definitely need to prep yourself for that. But you were just telling me that the weather's beautiful up there, 35, 36 degrees, is it? Yeah, the temperature doesn't change too much in Darwin. <laughs> it's only the question about whether it's rainy or not. Uh, and, and we're in the dry season, yes, at the moment. So yeah, we should have these fairly good days. Hopefully clear days as well. You can't guarantee that though. <laughs> Pack me in your suitcase. I want to get a tan. <laughs> and then, of course, our friend Stevie will be returning from his overseas trip and he'll be filling your place once again. So on the market today, what a big day. Lots happening, mostly one thing, but all eyes were on it. The Consumer Price Index is the monthly reading of the the Consumer Price Index. So it's a little bit different from the quarterly measure. And I won't go into send everyone senseless in terms of the (laughs) the explanation for for it. But the good news is that the the figure came down. It was better than markets expected. So the the annual rate fell from 6.8% to 5.6%. That's the lowest reading that was seen in the order of 13 months. Now, economists had been expecting a result near 6.1 or 6.2%. Big chatter in the office as soon as it came out. It was like 5.6. Oh, my God, because we were expecting that 6.1. So we're like, wow, because all the economists get really excited about this stuff. Yeah, well, well and truly beating expectations. And, of course, yes. there we can get some reaction in terms of the, the markets. but And we absolutely did. It went up almost in a straight line. It did, and yes, it consolidated. <laughs> then they thought about it again, yeah. yes, and then it went a bit higher. But we had the ebbs and flows, yes, over mm. time. But if you dig beneath the, look under the bonnet, dig beneath <laughs> the, the surface, the core measure, the underlying measure was down from 6.7% to 6.1%. In the actual month of May, prices fell by 0.4%. And there were some big falls in terms of some of the categories, uh, holiday travel, 11.9% down to 7.3%. There's more seats available on, on planes, so the, the airfares are coming down. And more people have had their, their holidays. They're coming back and some of the accommodation costs are coming down. Fuel prices are now 8% lower than what they were 12 months ago. Back in April, they were 9.5% higher than what they were 12 months ago. But so it, it's a good result. It is a good result all around. So the market was already doing well this morning. But of course, after those softer than expected inflation figures, the market got quite a nice boost. It ended up so just before the the data was released, the market was up around 0.6 of 1%. It rocketed to around 1.1% and we ended 1.1% as well. Well, actually, I think we got a bit ahead of that as well during the during the session. Yeah, the order of points, I think, yes, we were up in 90-odd points, you know, yeah. sort of higher. And the All Ordinaries, you know, sort of finished up by 84.1 points or 1.2%. But, of course, the gains were on the expectation that perhaps the Reserve Bank won't need to increase interest rates next week. Now, Perhaps. Well, we'll <laughs> still have to see some data out tomorrow on retail trade, mm-hmm. retail spending, and see whether that confirms the case that the Reserve Bank can stay on the sidelines 
at the next board meeting, which is next Tuesday. But that was why the markets rose on, on expectations that interest rates are likely to remain unchanged, that the battle was being won against inflation. <laughs> That's encouraging as well. Very uh, encouraging. Not, not so encouraging for the Australian dollar, particularly if you want the no. Aussie dollar to be rising over time so you can go away on that overseas jaw. The Aussie dollar fell from 66.6 cents to 66.2 cents. So it fell. Of course, exporters love it when the Aussie dollar comes down because their goods become more competitive on the global stage. Exactly right. And the Aussie dollar sitting around, it's just hit 66.5 actually. So we've rebounded, affirmed a little bit from those lows right after the data was released. And tomorrow's retail spending figures are going to be really interesting because of course we've had 12 interest rate hikes in just over a year. So we're wanting to see how consumers are reacting. We've heard a little bit, of course, from, you know, company news and saying that, you know, retail trade has been lower mostly. And that's why we've seen retailers falling, but it'll be really interesting to see what comes out of those figures. So 1130 a.m. tomorrow will be the time to look out for. In terms of today, we saw all sectors improve except utilities. That one ended just flat. It was down a little bit more earlier in the day, but it was it ended basically flat. Banks accelerated. Major banks were up in the order of around 1% to 2%. Similar story with real estate stocks, of course, on the back of that interest rate optimism. And I actually noticed all sectors were up at least half of 1% and up to 2.1%. So that's pretty good for a sector to be up half a percent and all of them to be up that much. But we saw consumer discretionary being up 2.1%. That was helped by West Farmers, but also Harvey Norman. In terms of some of today's individual winners and losers, Ramsey Healthcare. Ramsey Healthcare share price up in the order of 4.8%. It's exploring the sale of the 50-50 joint venture that it has with Saim Dami Burhad in, in Malaysia. It also announced that David Todi will become chair from uh, late November and its share price rose by 4.8% on you know, both of those pieces of news. We heard from PointsBet today. They resumed trading this morning after being in a trading halt all of yesterday's session. So yesterday we were wondering what they were alluding to with that term material transaction. Well, today we found out. The company got a new takeover offer from its US business from a company called Fanatics Betting and Gaming for $225 million US dollars, which equals about $333 million Australian dollars. So the board unanimously recommends investors vote in favour of the offer. There is a bit of history around this though. So back in May, Fanatics Betting offered $150 million US dollars. Earlier this month, they had a better offer from DraftKings for $195 million US dollars. Today, of course, Fanatics beat the offer. So this will unfold in due time. We'll see if there's any more counter offers coming in. But there were also some whispers around that DraftKings only made their offer to level the score with Fanatics after the two companies tried to merge back in 2021 and it wasn't successful. So seems like there's a bit of lingering beef there, but we saw shares in PointsBet lift around 0.6%, but they were much higher earlier in the day. They were up around 3.2% earlier in the session. Well, let's go across to one of our retailers in Australia, Harvey Norman. It's come out with profit guidance. So profit before tax, excluding property revaluations and some other factors, is likely to be in a range of up or down 5% of $670 million dollars. It's an interestingly worded statement. Mm. It's effectively plus or minus 5% of $670 million. So that range will be $636.5 million to $703 million. Indeed, you've <laughs> done the mathematics. Yes. 
That's well short of where it was 12 months ago of $943 million. But the analysts are all across this and they see that as a good result and Harvey Norman shares up in the order of 4.9% today. Exactly right, because they were expecting it to be lower this year, but I think they were expecting it to be a little bit lower than what they said. So that's why we saw the share price lifting today. We also heard from Qantas today they did well after appointing its new chief financial officer. So this new CFO will succeed Vanessa Hudson, who will soon become the company's first female CEO. Now let's turn our attention to Rio. It's building a battery lab in Australia to test how its commodities work in electric vehicle batteries. Now, the Melbourne lab is expected to be operational in November. An interesting one, this one. You know, so the Rio Tinto share price up in the order of 1%. We also heard from Latin Resources today. They lifted 18% after the lithium miner announced some encouraging drilling results at its site in Brazil. And its share price has actually gained almost 200% since the start of this year, which I found quite interesting when I went back and had a look at the numbers. Now, I'm going to steal your term here, Craig, rapid fire. So we had bigger cheese, worst performer today, down 8.5%. It continued its declines after yesterday's trading update. Also received some target price cuts today, and that's why we saw it falling most. Collins Food, KFC operator, up again today, up 7.5%. And yesterday was 17.5%. Elders up 5.2% after some mixed broker adjustments. We saw some lifting the price. We saw some downgrading the price, but it ended up lifting. Brainchip gained 7.4%. It's known for its share price bouncing around quite a lot, but we also did see the tech sector lifting today. And Capricorn Metals, the gold miner, yesterday they did well. They were actually the best. Today they retreated from those wins. Looking ahead to tonight, lots of interesting chats happening. It's the Central Bank Forum, the one that we've been previewing for quite some time. 11.30 Sydney time tonight. Stay up. You have to turn on the television. You, to, <laughs> you it know the deal, li- Craig. <laughs> it, could be li- it could be live on YouTube. It could be live on some of the financial channels. For those but, interested. <laughs> but we've got the big four. We've got the head of the European Central Bank. We've mm-hmm. got the head of the Bank of England. We've got the head of the Bank of Japan. And we've got the, the chair of the Federal Reserve in the United States. Mm-hmm. So if we want to get some information about what's happening with monetary policy right the way across the, the globe, this will be the forum and it has the potential to move markets. That's why we focus on it. Exactly. It's titled Policy Panel, so we know what they're going to be talking about. I don't think they ever stray from those sorts of topics. You'll never get them jumping on and talking about sport or anything, do they? (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, tomorrow, the big kahuna retail sales, which we've already talked about, so we won't go into that. But I think that about wraps it up for today. We've been very blessed to have you on here, Craig, our chief economist, especially on Inflation Day, especially all the other economic data that's been coming out. It's a shame you won't be here tomorrow to talk about retail sales, but I'm sure you'll be keeping up with it wherever you are. Oh, look, you can keep up with this news wherever you are, yes, given social <laughs> media nowadays. Yes, so follow Comsec on Twitter. Yes. Uh, we'll have all the latest information, which is up there right on time at 11.30. You'll have the result available. Exactly right. And of course, come here tomorrow night to hear it from Stevie and I. And on that note, Craig, thank you so much. Enjoy your holiday. We'll miss you while you're gone. I'm sure it won't be long enough, though. Holidays never are. Well, thank you very much. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Make sure you tune into Tom and Ryan tomorrow morning. Stevie and I back here tomorrow afternoon.
This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399 AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.